0: Welcome to Liquid Ranch Fantasy Football Podcast. It is now week three of the 2022 season. Gents, here is your week two recap. week's opening theme song i thought it was appropriate given that uh, we actually have a hurricane coming our way although um, it doesn't look like after this last track this is saturday night gents when i'm recording this and after the 5 p.m track it looks like it's actually going way north of tampa almost like it's going to hit the panhandle at this point so uh, earlier this week it looked like it was coming straight for us but i still thought uh, it was perfect that we actually had a opening theme song that was kind of related to this. So this week's theme song is Master of the Hurricane by Rockin' for Decades. It's Yes, it's another Rockin' for Decades song. Quite frankly, a lot of those songs fit this week's theme, and quite frankly, they fit the entire season's theme. So we're going to keep running it back, but I am going to try and mix it up a little bit. It's a hard time uh, finding uh, 80s hairband music that actually can pass copyrights uh, so we can use it for the podcast and potentially video YouTubes, which I am recording the video this week of. Uh, we're going to experiment a little bit with that. Let's jump right in. Uh, week two, casual observations. Uh, let's start with Sage Yahoo on our draft tracker. We knew it was going to be one-on-one one after week one, obviously because it was playing itself. Could it write the ship in week two? And you bet it did. Both uh Gabor Squad and Dougie Fresh's Squad won that makes Sage Yahoo Auto Draft 2-0 and for Week 2. If I look at it for the entire season, which is really small sample because we're only two weeks in, but Sage Yahoo Autodraft is above 500. It is three and 3-1. If I look at the games that are coming up in Week 3, it looks promising for Sage Yahoo Autodraft. Uh, I think they're going to get at least one win. This week, if not two, I would be very surprised if St. Yahoo Auto Draft was zero and two after week three. Uh, sign of, of times, gents. I don't know things to come. Hard to say. The season is early, but we're going to be tracking St. Yahoo Auto Draft. Uh, we'll see if um, how it you know how it di- performs this season, and maybe more than two people will deploy it next season during the draft. I don't know. We'll see. What else? uh let's oh <laughs> let's we might as well doug let's have some fun, so uh after looking at week one and then looking at doug's performance in week two. I'm going to call it. Doug's on a bit of a revenge tour this season. So you know, Doug was dead last last season. Of course, it was his first season in the league, so he, it takes you usually a season to get your sea legs underneath you as it relates to this league. But nonetheless, he was dead last, and so I feel like this is a bit of a revenge tour. And of course, for that, you have to deploy Sage Yahoo Autodraft, which is what he did. So the Gabor Gabor squad. Off to a good start. But Dougie's squad for Sage Yahuara draft off to a 2-0 start. And a commanding one at that. Sure, week one, 143 points and some change. And he got the win. Of course he did. Got better in week two. 168 points and some change. And unfortunately for Gordon, I'm so so sorry, man. You ran into the Doug reunion tour, uh, which is more turned into the Doug revenge tour And you just got buzzsawed in week two. And we're not going to talk about it actually ever again. After looking at the points here on my other screen, we're not going to talk about it again. 168.5 to 59 and some change. Yeah, this is going into the archives. Uh, It's going to get filed away. And we're never going to look at it again. If I look at week three, Dougie Fresh gets me this week, and quite frankly, I don't know that I have, you know, the revenge tour is coming to my town this week, and I don't think I have anything to stop it, quite frankly, especially with you know two of my top three wide receivers still injured, and I know Godwin for sure is obviously not playing this week. I think Allen is still questionable game-time decision with a not a good matchup, so actually, even if he plays, I'm not going to roll him. Anyway, so Doug actually has a really good chance uh, of going 3-0, and I'm not sure I can stop him. So, uh, yeah, uh, Doug, I think Doug's out for blood this season, guys. I don't know what to say about that. But, uh, man, first two weeks, way to go, Doug. That's how you, you know get it done. Um, Segway, he'll speak of injuries, not because just my team is dealing with it, but you know, I'm not the only one. However, in week two, I think we all got away with one. Um, It doesn't look like if I look through kind of week two's games and who's injured and questionable and things like that, it doesn't actually look like any major injuries happened in week two, which is good. Because week one, we had several people no longer upright, myself uh, included. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many of these folks actually start to come back and play in weeks four and five. Uh, we know in week three, most of the guys that went down in week one are not coming back. There were a few guys who weren't even playing in week one that are now coming back, I, I, like Kittle on Gabor's team Team for one. Um, that, you know, that, that'll be interesting to see. But um, it'll be interesting to see if anyone else goes down in week three because last season there was injuries piling up all over the place. And in week one, it looked like it was going to be the same thing again, but week two is relatively quiet. So, uh, you know, we'll see. This is a casual observation, but, you know, some of us, myself included, just been hammered. Um, It's probably a reason why I'm 0-2. It's not probably. It is why I'm 0-2 to to start the season. Uh, What else? Well, if if we're going to talk about waiver wire, then we also talk about uh, or, I mean, if we're going to talk about injuries, we might as well talk about waiver And So I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about that and specifically look in Sean's direction because, man, I told you I was keeping my eye on you this season. And then I look at your bench, and you've been busy, man. You've already been busy. Like, you've been stashing, and you picked, you got Beckham sitting on the bench, which I feel like he's going to find a home at some point in time this the season. And when he does, he's going to step in. and He's going to make an impact, like, almost immediately. But then you also are stashing Tua, which after what he did last week, whew, like, that offensive line looks good. It's not great. It's good. And when you have those two wide receivers, like, they could – that could be the recipe for the entire season. So you're stashing Tua. You've also got Trailer Burks and drake london like like you've got some guys man that you picked up on the wire that you know that are gonna you know by mid-season they're, i think everyone's general consensus is by mid-season these guys are going to be starting and getting good share of of looks and so if they are uh then man you're already up to your shenanigans and it's early for you so Shame on the rest of us uh, guys. Start paying attention to what Sean's been up to early in the season. Start paying attention to the waiver wire. And, and Sean plays a long game when it comes to waiver wire here. And some of us play a short game because we have an immediate need and we need to fill it. Uh, Sean has a different tact. Like He's looking mid-season, late-season, and he's picking guys and he's stashing them. So, uh, you know, take that for what it is. But I suggest you start taking a look at the waiver wire And uh, maybe start thinking a little bit longer term uh, because he's already caught us by surprise with several of his pickups. All right, let's segue into top weekly point getters for week two. We're going to go in reverse as we always do in third. Shane, my man. 123.25 in a win over my squad, and I don't feel good about this at all uh, because now Shane is 2-0, has a chance to be 3-0, and this is really scary for me because this man's won more championships than anyone in this league over the last 8, 9, I don't know, 10 years, however long we've been doing this, man. So the last thing we need is for your team to start 2-0, let alone potentially 3-0. So I'm a little worried but well done. Third place, top weekly points. I don't think this is the last time we're going to see you here. Second place, Sean, 134.6 and he win over Steves, Chubbs, Slade for you last week, man. He got off to a good start this week on Thursday. He didn't slay like he did last week, but he had a really good actually he had a really good game against Pittsburgh. So I feel like you're kind of on your way. Here for week three, but nicely done, man. And then in first, making his second trip to the top of the mountain and doing so in just kind of a nah, matter-of-the-fact way. Doug, with an annihilation of Gordon's team, which we will never speak about said game ever again, The 168.5 points, also current single-week high-water mark, for the 2022 season. Uh, Last season, I believe it was Steve that set the high water mark. And I think he said it early. I think it was like week four, might have been week five. And it was a big one. I wrote it down. It was like 100, what was it? It was 184 points and some change. Uh, Something tells me though that Sage, Yahoo, Autodraft, and Doug on this revenge tour that they're on, they have a bone to pick and we might see the 184 fall The seasoned Doug squad. uh, In which case. Jens look out. Because Doug's coming for a championship. So as we look ahead to week three. There's a couple games I'm watching in our league, specifically two games in particular. Um, Where should we start? Let's start with the, ooh, this will be good. So let's start with the first game, Battles of One and Ones. So this will be Sean's squad versus Sage Yahoo honor draft squad of Gabor at stake. Obviously, if you win, you're two and one. If you lose, you're one and two. But with both of these guys being in the bottom half of their division, I think a win is even more important in this league. You just do not want to start in a hole. If you're in a hole in the first part of the season, it's just really hard to get out of it. it doesn't mean you can't make the playoffs. You can but you're not going to be in the position in the playoffs that you want to be. You're more likely going to be facing a juggernaut in the first week of the playoffs, which is what you don't want. And so this is a real early you know, like tone setter in week 3 of what is a 17-week, you know, full-blown season. Of course, you know, we stopped doing regular season week 13 type stuff, but um, I, this could be real, like this could set the tone. So I'm really watching it here. And what's also interesting is, is that Gabor gets Kittle back this week. So he hasn't had Kittle for the first two weeks because the guy was injured. I don't know. It happened in preseason or whatever. So he hasn't been playing, but he's not on the injury report anymore this week. Gabor's got him starting as tight end. So he's rolling Kittle back. He's rolling three good running backs. So he's got three running backs throwing one in the flex. Kittle is coming back this week as well. Two. Sean's gonna counter that with three running backs as well. And he's throwing a hail mary on Everett at tight end. Interesting call man. I like it. It's definitely got a high risk, high reward, but I think when you're playing Sage Yahoo autograph, you know, autodraft squad of Gabor, you've got to do it. So um yeah and you know you did roll uh, oh, yeah, you rolled Pitt's defense, Sean, on Thursday. Didn't net you a lot. It was like one point. So, you know, the, you have your work cut out for you, but I think Sagey Auto Draft has the, the game kind of within the margin of error, which means it's a toss-up. Uh, but I'm really interested to see how this plays because it's I think it's a tone setter for both of these guys in terms of how their season's going to go. Now, the second game, uh, I can't not not talk about Dougie Fresh. And Doug's revenge tour is going to continue, I think, uh, this week. Um, he gets, you know, me this week, which is last season's champ. And uh, he has a chance to put me in an 0-3 hole while at the same time going 3-0. And I thought this was super interesting because if you look at last season, last season I started 3-0. I also won top weekly points the first three weeks. Where's Doug? Well, Doug is now 2-0, and has won top-weekly points the first two weeks, has a chance to go 3-0, and and has a real good chance at putting up the biggest points and being top-weekly points at 3-0, and and he's going to do it against the person who did the same thing last season but on the opposite side of the ball. And so that is probably setting the tone for what I should be expecting this season until I get most of my squad healthy again which I probably won't be before week five or week six and I'm going to be in a big hole I'm probably going to limp into the playoffs I don't know we'll see but um, I have tough matchups across the board this week it's just it's not if I was ever going to try and write the ship this is not the week for me to write the ship and of course I get the Sage Yahoo autodraft squad of Doug and his revenge tour Um, so it's not looking good for me but Um, I might be able to derail it because according to the projections, it's almost a dead heat. We're basically within two points, so within the margin of error. And I got lucky on Thursday night with Cleveland and that last-minute fumble and touchdown in the end zone. Had that not happened, I would have been definitely not in the running, but I am, so... Maybe there's a glimmer of hope, guys. Maybe there's something I can do to prevent the revenge tour of Doug from continuing on, and he'd be 3-0 at the end of week three. Obviously, I will be and 3 at the bottom of the league, uh, but uh, the last thing we need is Sage Yahoo on our draft, just running away with this thing early on. So those are the two games I'm watching. I'm trying to figure out if uh, you know Sean or Gabor are going to – you know, who's going to set the tone for their season this week? Which I think is going to be real important for them, especially considering where they are so far in their divisions. And then, of course, you know, is this, is this Doug just completely planting a flag in this league and saying he is done with what happened last season? That will never happen again, and he's just going to run over all of us and this, and then is Shane my man? Going to have anything to say about that? I'm just, it's just so interesting. So, those are the games I'm watching. Hope you guys enjoy. It's going to be a fun week three. No hurricane coming our way, from what I'm looking at from the National Hurricane Center. So Sunday should be an easy day. Uh, I was at Publix today, and apparently everyone needed to buy mushrooms for some random reason. All the mushrooms and green bell peppers were gone. I don't know what's going on here. I think this is all the people from up north freaking out. Uh, But people, hurricanes coming. You you don't need mushrooms that bad. I I would like to put some on my pizza. And uh, that's why I was there. And I couldn't do that tonight. So anyway, with that, gents, enjoy week three. It's going to be interesting. Is Gabor or Sean going to set the stage? Or is Dougie Fresh just going to run over all of us and start the season at 3-0? Can't wait to find out. Good luck, everyone. Enjoy.